Way to You, Podcast 207. So I was listening to Russell Brunson earlier this evening. He was talking about how he works out whether a, a funnel he's released is working or not and how to work out how to change little components within it if things aren't quite enough. And it was sort of, uh, this was a production about magic, really, um, of a really experienced entrepreneur looking at the figures and being able to work out what he actually wants to get from his funnel and where he can tweak it. Um, and he makes this one point always that if you have a simple funnel, then it's far easier to work out where you can tweak it and change it than if you have a complex funnel. And it sort of emphasizes this notion of simplicity quite a lot because being simple doesn't mean that it's necessarily easy, but it's you don't try and complicate things for yourself. You make it things straightforward and clear if they're simple. You don't get involved in the whole labyrinth of different possibilities and find that where you have to change the funnel is so complex that you'll never find it. You know, if say you have a, a four or a five page funnel, then working out where the mistakes are, where the improvements can be made, is a relatively easy business because you don't have to look so far. And he's a bit like that with the language he recommends. You know, you don't want to sensationalize the the copywriting because in doing that, you lose some of the meaning and probably some of the would-be clientele who aren't sort of interested in the words that are slightly um, sensationalist compared to how you might feel about it. And I guess I find this a bit refreshing, you know, because obviously when we're writing, we all want to make our stuff sound good and read like uh, the work of a professional but in so doing it maybe we become more amateurish because we're striving for effect that you know maybe the situation just doesn't warrant um i mean this isn't like being a journalist and writing headlines for a newspaper although the headlines have to hook people in and get them to stop what they were doing and take notice of what you put there. But they have to be positively um, curious, curiosity arousing and um, pattern interrupting rather than just blasting somebody with something that looks out of place or sensationalist. Um, so in so many ways, simplicity um, is a key to doing things well. I don't claim to have all of this off, off pat because 
I've been educated to learn that the complex is good, the complex is interesting, and to enjoy complicated problems. So in marketing, it's sort of slightly different. And at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how good you look, but how good other people think you look. Because the only test that's ever going to be applied to whatever you release online is the market test, which are people interested? Are people stopping to come to your site or are they not? Because it doesn't matter how clever you are, how well connected you are, how beautiful you are. The market has other reasons to decide they like you or don't like you. And you don't always know quite what the yardstick they're using are. And a lot of the marketing process is about determining at any one time what will attract more visitors and what won't. And obviously to do this, you have to hook them in um, by writing good but credible headlines um, and then having equally strong stories but to back that up with, um, you know, all the necessary information given but in a palatable form. So, you know, every time I listen to the guy, he, Russell that is, he, he shows me something that I can take away and think is of value. And that's sort of a really good teacher as far as I'm concerned. Now, he's been in this game for years. You know, I am a, a complete novice when compared to him. but And everything he's done has been for a reason. So, you know, he knows where... He knows how things work and, and what works and how to fit it all together. But he says himself, he doesn't know beforehand how a funnel's going to operate until it's been tested by the market. And once, once he's tested it out there, you know, getting traffic to it, then he can work out what is wrong and what isn't. And, you know, it's very... It's very refreshing to listen to somebody who's so in control of what he's doing that um, you get answers right off the bat and listen to material that's of a high octane. Anyway, so much for listening to Russell on testing his funnels. Um, you know, you can never stop being educated. And I guess that's it in life is that... If you don't stop learning, then you've always got a reason to be interested uh, and to be curious about what's going on, to be an eternal student. It does, it's not a pejorative um, way of looking at things. It just means that you're open to learning, that you're open to looking for information and enjoying consuming information so that you, you know a little bit more than you did and you have... <clears throat> clearer insight, which is always a help. So, I mean, for myself, I've never stopped learning. I've never stopped being interested in whatever it was that was taking my <clears throat> what was taking my curiosity at the time. And you know, I've investigated quite a wide variety of areas in life that. I found fascinating, you know, whether it's um, 
history or creativity or psychology, philosophy, um, marketing, all those sort of things, you know, and sort of broadening one's mind and stuff. I mean, you know, hell, even aspects of science interest me, and I'm certainly no scientist. Um, and just keeping up to date with having an interest in what's going on. Um, and I guess that's what personal development's all about as well, is just keeping an open mind so that you do develop and become a more integrated version of yourself um, and make the best use of your life that you can. Um, I mean, at the end point of all personal development and pursuing goals like weight loss is to be happy. Not just to be more knowledgeable and to satisfy curiosity, but happiness. Um, and that's tied up with being the best version of yourself that you can be, which is, I think what most people want to do is to fulfill as much of their potential as they can. Although I understand it that we only use seven to eight to nine percent of our mental capacity in our lives and it'd be really nice to expand or expand that and you know maybe use 25 30 percent of one's basic mental capacity because then life i suspect would appear a whole lot differently um also maybe one would be performing sort of miracles as if they were just everyday occurrences by miracles i don't mean turning water into wine or walking on water um i think that's rarely for very advanced yogis and avatars and stuff um but just by attracting things into your life that are very beneficial to you that th things you really desire and doing it with a certain amount of ease and facility. Um, how our brains are powerful enough. You know, our brains, our minds are really powerful if we choose to harness all of our potential. The possibilities are a sort of pretty infinitesimal of what we can do. Um, if we allow ourselves to and various experiments show that you know energy can be concentrated into a certain um configuration so that it performs in a particular way and i'm not going to go into these experiments but it's possible to focus so that energy gets directed in a certain way and you know, obviously for good things rather than bad things. And that we have this mental capacity to concentrate our minds to the degree that we can bring that to bear on energy operating around us. And I guess that's why people sort of have spoken a lot about the law of attraction, although in the way that people have understood it, it's 
something which um, hasn't really taken off apart from as a theory or as a observation. I mean, there is sort of a, a sense that the law of attraction is just like gravity as a, as a physical law, although gravity is something that we discern far more easily and more clearly than the law of attraction. But the law of attraction operates according to what's inside our heads. So you could say we attract the sort of lives that... Um, correspond with our mental states and our beliefs and so on. And if we work on our mental states and our beliefs, then we'll automatically attract better lives, um, better destinations, because we'll be operating on a higher level. Now, I'm no expert on the law of attraction and I spent a lot of my life since I heard about it being thoroughly sceptical and dismissing it as a, a load of old hoo-ha because some of the attitudes that I encountered just seemed like posturings that was sort of vaguely ludicrous. Um, now, the, the personal development um, teacher that I have taken the most from, Andy Shaw. He's, he calls it the law of creation um, as well, although this encounters problems with um, people who are religious and stuff. You know, they think of it as um, something that we're not supposed to do. But this idea of conscious creation, creating our lives, creating things happening in our lives, I think it seems very very apt and very um, plausible that actually if we know what we're doing and our, our minds are strong enough um, in a positive way and clear enough and we've removed enough um, of the bugs from it, then we lay the way open to being able to create consciously and have, you know just have lives as we want them whereby we can have you know, wealth and relationships and just meaningful times and occasions and doing good for other people, but also having good happen to us. And, you know, it's a very, it's a very good way of looking at things. And thinking of it as the law of conscious creation 